All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is episode 214. I'm your host, Tommy Tahoe Alemo, and I am excited to be here. Uh, you might have noticed that we missed uh, one of our two episodes last week. Uh, I got shut down uh, with, with COVID last week, actually, um, which was perfect timing for the end of the quarter. So it was, uh, it was a brutal week last week. Spent a lot of time sleeping and resting. I'm here, uh, not quite at 100%, but, but excited to be back. Uh, and, and creating some episodes with you and, and back on the battle line. So uh, thanks for joining this show is, you know, where we help young salespeople to level up their game, right? Make more money, uh, close more deals, get the next promotion, get a good job, feel fulfilled, have fun, the whole gamut. So uh, that's what we're here to do. Um, got some exciting news before we get into today's interview. This show, after almost four years, um, has finally got some sponsorships. Uh, so I'm, I'm beyond excited to share that, that we've got two sponsors uh, for this quarter that we brought on to the podcast. And, you know, I want to make a quick note that I didn't take these on lightly. Uh, it's been something I've been entertaining for the last few quarters. I uh, decided to finally pull the trigger uh, with two brands that I use and that I love and that I believe in um, because doing anything less would be a disservice uh, to the listeners. So uh, first and foremost, the first uh, sponsor of the podcast is Gong, uh, believe it or not. So um, I can vouch wholeheartedly for Gong so much so that I uh, now work there. Um, you know, it is the revenue intelligence platform that is helping companies uh, get to the next level, right? It's helping them uh, not just record calls, but uh, try to coach, uh, you know, their players there, you know, to coach their B and C players to become like A players. It's helping you to uh, drive deals forward and help you to flip deals that might be stuck in your pipeline, learn more about your competitive landscape. It's, it's, there's so much coming on the horizon that I can't even get into. Uh, if you are at all uh, looking for anything in the sales landscape, in my opinion, it is the most important sales technology to happen uh, since the CRM about 22 years ago. So um, I couldn't speak highly enough about it. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to gong.io or just hit me up and I will uh, I'll connect you with the right people over there. Um, the second sponsor uh, of the podcast that we want to get into uh, is postal.io. So um, here's, here's what Postal does, right? So your most valued prospects, customers, they're super busy, they're hard to impress and uh, shipping low cost swag items made overseas won't do the trick anymore. So Postal makes it easy to send high quality local gifts at scale to your target prospects that stand out and build a connection. Uh, whether it's you know a brew from your hometown or a seasonal bouquet from the florist on the corner, your thoughtfulness won't go unnoticed. Uh, you can learn more about them at postal.io and they are actually doing something really cool with us uh, for the next few months. If you leave a review on Apple, that's the one way that you can help grow the show, it, you know, is, is go over to Apple, subscribe, and then leave a review. If you leave a review um, and you send it to me in any way, text, uh, social media, email, whatever it might be, um, we will give you a free uh, Starbucks gift card uh, on behalf of postal.io. So all you have to do, it takes 43 seconds to go to Apple, uh, leave a review, send it to me in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and then I will give you the link for that free coffee, uh, that free Starbucks card. So there you go. Uh, support the show, support Gong, support Postal.io. Um, let's get into this week's and today's uh, conversation. I got my man, uh, Spencer Galindo, 
on the show. And uh, you might notice the hat that I've got. Spencer had sent this to me ahead of the show. It's got my logo on it. It's pretty sweet. Um, so Spencer is an account manager at Eat Innovations. Uh, he's also a sushi chef on the weekends that he's been doing for six or seven years. He's also also uh, starting a uh, clothing apparel company called Kaizen Cowboy. And we talk a lot about the concept of Kaizen, which uh, is a Japanese word that, that means continuous improvement. I loved having Spencer on the show. Uh, we had a great conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, if we do, again, head over to Apple. You can share it out on social media. Add me. I'm Tommy Tahoe all over social media. Um, look forward to catching up with you there. Uh, without further ado, let's get straight into my conversation with Spencer Galindo. Let's go. All right, Spencer Galindo, good evening. Welcome to Millennial Sales, man. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Happy to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> I, you know why I'm excited? Because this is, uh, as of this I've, uh, day, I've put out 212 episodes of the podcast. We're getting close to four years and never have I gotten, for the people watching on YouTube, this gift box, a pre-show gift box. We've got, and I just want to let the people know what's going on. We got a handwritten note in here. I won't read the note aloud. I won't, you know, <laughs> I won't, I won't spread that. We got a fanny pack with my logo on it, but that's not all. You go in and there's a boom box. Perfect. Exactly. A boom box with my face on it. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No, I never, not- literally have never seen that. And then we got a hat and we got a, I mean, it would be a shame. <laughs> to not hold on hold on oh oh yeah that it'd be a shame that's a handsome man in that hat right now you, <laughs> it would be a shame to not have this hat on yeah you just your handsome points just shot out the roof right now i love it you look great in it <laughs> so hopefully for everyone that's listening you can check it out on on youtube or, or we'll post it to social just all the stuff that's that's awesome so i i appreciate it man that is uh very uh very unnecessary, but very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I, I figured, you know, I was just a longtime listener of the podcast, and I know, hands down, the the written note card, thank you, is probably overdone. So I just had to elevate it half a step for you because I know I'm with the big boys right now. Hopefully, a Bluetooth speaker with your face on it has enough wow <laughs> value and thank you value. Um, but at the end of the day, just appreciated to be a guest on your show today. <laughs> Dude, if I was, if I, if you were trying to sell to me and you sent me that. <laughs> I would just say, take all my, I don't have budget, but I would just say, take all my budget. So anyone that wants to get on the podcast from now on has to send me some sort of a Bluetooth with my face on it or else they're not not getting on. I love that. I love that. I'll keep that in mind when I am actually trying to sell something, but nope, just, uh, just a genuine thank you this time around. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So uh, there's a lot of things I want to get into. Um, So first and foremost, but I love starting with people's uh, kind of origin story, their history. Everyone gets into sales through a different, <clears throat> excuse me, a different route. And, um, you know, I've, I've met people that got into sales from the restaurant industry, but not as a sushi chef um, and not people that also still keep that sushi chef job like during the weekend while they're also in sales. So I'd love to, if you could tell me a little bit more about that, that origin story of, of uh, your background there and then how you got into sales. 
Right, right. Yeah. So um, I definitely have a little bit of fire in my belly. I just always like to be doing something, hence why I spend the weekends at a second job rather than just relaxing on a beach, sipping on a mimosa or what have you. But I have been a sushi chef for about seven years and I still work on Saturdays and Sundays. I made a transition into sales about year five when I was doing sushi. Um, I was just thinking about uh, what more can I do? Sushi is great, but I also want to break into sort of the more business professional realm. And of course, sales is always there ready and waiting for anyone that wants to give it a try. So I opened the door to sales and, uh, you know, I won't say that I am the master sales professional. I am a millennial still in the process of learning how to get better each and every day, which is why I feel like I'm on this show today. And I was drawn to your show specifically, but yeah, so I, I'm happy, happy to kind of dive more into that, how I made that jump from a sushi chef to a sales professional. And uh, I think I've had relatively decent success. I was actually nominated by one of my clients to be on your show and you kind of picked up on that. And now I'm here today. Oh, that was by a client. That's yes, awesome. Yes. Yeah. So that wasn't a friend or, you know, a mutual contact that I knew before. We've actually worked together in the past. I was an outside sales rep for the Pacific Northwest area, uh, specifically yeah. in the promotional products industry. I was responsible for just, you know, selling consumer electronics. Apparently I did well enough to strike an impression on her. Uh, she has her own podcast. Her name is Stacy Garrett. Uh, it's called sales, not selling. So super cool. She's the top salesperson in our industry. So I was shocked when I was even, you know, tagged in a comment anywhere on LinkedIn, uh, but obviously made a decent enough impression there. She knows I'm kind of uh, always looking to learn, always looking to grow. So that's, that's usually the extent of my accolades. I have people, you know, awarding me things or nominating to be on other podcasts, but I, again, I want to circle back. I definitely don't want to say I'm that top tier salesman pulling in, hunting whales, uh, kind of style thing, but always, always open to learn. And hopefully I can influence others to make that jump from either the restaurant industry, a sushi chef position and get into something more business professional. If it's something they want to do at the end of the day. It, what do you think Stacy saw in you, in your experience that made her want to comment? Because that, the, uh, like that post blew up. I, I got to say, like, not like I was expecting it to. And hundreds of people commented. And most of them were managers commenting on other people, people commenting about their friends, people saying themselves. So there weren't many people that said clients uh, or, or they, you know, uh, people that had sold to them. So I'm curious why you think she said that. Right. So uh, previous to that, we were just talking, you know, when I, she was my client, we were just uh, doing your normal sales cycle stuff. Uh, emailing back and forth. I was always really prompt on my responses and just extremely professional through and through. Didn't think that would make that big of an impression because there's a lot of people out there like that. It wasn't until I flew out to the Pacific Northwest in Oregon uh, and met with her in person and we hit it off immediately. I don't know what it was, but I was just genuinely myself. I think she saw I was just not really trying to sell her and I was there only to show her cool stuff. You know, I had the cool stuff I just wanted to show her that this is going to make your life a tad bit better. And she saw, you know, I didn't leave with any sort of jab or hook or saying you need to buy this. I just said, here's the cool stuff really, you know, if you want it, cool. If you don't, no problem at all. And 
uh, we just stayed connected ever since. And I think, yeah, I mean, ever since that, that moment that we met in person, I think we've just always hit it off and stayed in contact. And she felt like my presentation was good enough to at least make it on this show or, you know, continuously network with other people. So it's been yeah. a cool experience with Stacy. She's again, the top salesperson in the promo industry. So I was really shocked when she even mentioned my name. Uh, but yeah, strong relationship there with Stacy. Shout out to Stacy. <laughs> Shout out to Stacy. Yep. Um, that's awesome. So tell me, tell me more about being um, a sushi chef and, and why, why is it that you still do it on the weekends, right? It sounds like you do it every weekend. So, so why, why is that? Why have you continued? Right. Uh, so I, like I mentioned before, I don't know what it is, but the second I'm not moving or doing something, I just, I can't, I can't sit still. I don't know what it is. So I knew I needed to get a job doing something. Um, and I go to the gym five times a week. I do all those other things, but there's still a void in me where I needed to be producing results on a team. And there's no better way to do that than at the sushi bar. You have a group of five guys that are in the trenches with you. As soon as those doors open, you're cranking out orders. You're sweating through your sushi hat. You're sweating <laughs> through your sushi uniform, which sounds like hell on your days off. But that, that moment when you clock off is what I really do it for. And there's something like you get like a high, I don't know how to explain. I'm sure maybe some people can identify with, but there's a high, as soon as I clean my knives, I put them back in my knife box and I walk out those doors drenched in sweat. And I feel so freaking good. Just knowing that I produced, <laughs> I was down for my team. I held my own and I'm back in the car. And I always just sit in my car after a shift, close my eyes and say like, damn, this feels good. I can, I can do this for a really long time. I say that now, but you know, who knows when I'm 60, if my body will still allow me to do that. But simply put, it's just that feeling at the end of each shift. It's not necessarily being under an enormous amount of stress during a restaurant day or behind the sushi bar. But that's one of the many reasons why I stay going to the sushi bar. And the amount that I learned from working with those guys that are literally from Japan. So they have a completely different way of thinking of things. Uh, another angle of why I want to go there every day, learn what I can from these master sushi chefs and hopefully take that and bridge it into the sales world any way I can. Yeah. And, and have you seen the documentary? This is probably like the most amateur question ever. <laughs> Jiro or, or Hiro, however you pronounce his name, yeah. Dreams of, of Sushi. I'm sure you have. I absolutely love that documentary and any sushi documentary. There's a lot of great ones, um, but you can see the amount of work that goes into each day oh, yeah. for about like, what is it like four hours of actual business? He's there all day preparing. You see how hard he is on all of his staff. I'm the youngest one. I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole. And it goes by, it doesn't go by necessarily years of experience, but just how old you are behind the sushi bar. Mm. So all the guys I work with are like 50 plus. And of course they, they scream at me, they yell at me, but it's all out of love because they know I'm improving. But yeah, I, I love that documentary. It is sad in some respects, but it's a, uh, it's a good watch for sure. <laughs> Man, he was just so obsessed and um and i i find that like some people i really admire people that can like find that one thing and like he's just spent his whole life trying to master that craft i think so often we're you know i'm, I'm guilty of this too you know jumping to different things and wanting to kind of dip your toe in different things and i have a lot of respect for people that 
they find that one path and then they just try to get as good as they possibly can at that one thing, just painstakingly, you know, worried about the details. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something to admire when watching that and you see, like, you just want to get into his mind and be like, how the hell did you get so set on making the perfect sushi? You want it to be better than everyone else and you, you're not stopping at anything. And I have no doubt, you know, that his business will continue to live on as one of the highest rated Michelin star places in Japan and, you know, wherever he decides to branch out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm curious whether it's it's sales related or sushi related or anything else. Like, I'm curious if you have any tips uh, for the millennial sellers out there, whether they be tactical or, or otherwise. Right. Yeah, definitely. So again, just kind of going back, I, I'm not the sales pro, but I do feel like I've had relatively decent success making the bridge from the restaurant arena, the chef arena into the sales world. And I do want to share just a couple of things that I learned from the chefs and that's really helped me parallel jump into sales. So first thing is the concept of Kaizen, which I'm crazy about. Mm. Kaizen, is, yeah. <laughs> Kaizen is just the Japanese word for continuous improvement. It's also a philosophy based on gradual incremental improvements over long periods of time versus trying to hack everything all at once and getting overnight success. Uh, this is something that I really learned from the chefs. I do have a small funny story about this when I first started as a sushi chef. Um, so first day as a sushi chef at my real sushi chef job, I come in, you know, I got, I'm eager to learn full of energy and I know I can produce for these guys. So I come in, grab my cutting board, get it all clean and start cranking on everything I needed to do. Immediately the head chef comes over to me and says, Hey, stop like you're supposed to set up everyone else's cutting boards before you set up your own and i was like oh oh okay yeah no no problem come in second day i do a generic setup of everyone's cutting boards you know and say like okay i did it head chef i'm gonna start cranking for you i got you you know and uh <laughs> turns out that wasn't the case he he kept throwing in little things to improve on each single day so it wasn't that i just set up the cutting boards that was good enough now i had to set up the cutting boards to the specifications of each sushi chef and everyone has their own style of doing things. I had one guy that wanted three wet towels folded a certain way, his wasabi <laughs> and ginger placed to the left side of his cutting board with a dry towel perfectly placed underneath. So it sounds like if I had a visual, it was like a Tetris sort of yeah. situation, <laughs> which is crazy. So this guy wanted it that way. And there's, you know, I had to do it. Um, so you know, each day I got better at the smallest task, which was yeah. just setting other people's cutting boards up, which was funny. But at the end of the day, it was explained to me that he was trying to teach me Kaizen, just incremental improvements. He wanted me to get in the mindset of making small improvements each day. It wasn't necessarily the, the, the task of me setting up someone else's cutting board as much as it was me learning how to think of how can I improve each day? Okay, I set up the cutting board this day. How can I make something as simple as setting up a cutting board even better? And, you know, that kind of trained my mind if, into thinking like, if you have such something that's such a small task in sales, whether it's crafting an email or outbound call and you feel like you killed it, like I did at the sushi bar, there's probably another way to make it just a tiny bit better and maybe just honing in onto that detail and ensuring that you improve on your outbound sales or, you know, your, your conversations with a, with a prospect. I think everything could have that Kaizen mindset to it. How can I make this just incrementally better instead of just 
trying to tackle it all at once, you know? And then I think it has like a secondary effect there when you know that you're going to get better and you mess up, you blow up a prospect car or whatever, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, Hey, it doesn't matter. I got Kaizen on my side. I'm going to get better over a long period of time. No sweat. And you just move on to the next. So progress over think. perfection. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And have you, uh, have you read the book Atomic Habits? I haven't. I have not, but I, I, I understand the, you know, the compound effect of your, yeah. your habits is like a huge parallel to Kaizen as well. I assume Atomic Habits, it's a similar concept as that? Yeah, he just, he, and I think he even maybe references Kaizen in the book, um, but he, he kind of says like, he has this graph that, um, you know, it's set up like this. And if you get 1% uh, better every day, you go up and you end up 33 times better than you were at the beginning of the year. And if you get 1% worse every day, you know, it goes there. So it's like in, in a day, it's really not that big of a deal, you know, to do one extra thing, right. Or to get a little bit better. But when you look at it over a year or 10 years or however long, um, that's where the magic happens. I just think that's super powerful. Agreed. And you know what, oddly enough, I have seen that graph, I think tossed around on Instagram or LinkedIn before, which is funny. So I have yeah. the graph pictured in my head, but I'll definitely need to dive into the book for sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, Kaizen, powerful stuff. And uh, Atomic Habit sounds cool, but I always think Kaizen, just the very word Kaizen sounds like very ominous and, you know, a lot cooler to say like, oh yeah, I got the <laughs> Kaizen mindset. You feel like a Kung Fu master or what have you. So uh, I like to use Kaizen, but you know, there's a lot of parallels and other, other behaviors, you know. <laughs> and that's what you got on the crew neck, no? I do. Yes. Yes. We got to give a shout out to that. <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug. Uh, at Kaizen Cowboy is my Instagram. But Kaizen Cowboy is basically a very humble clothing brand that I'm looking to launch outside of my normal nine to five, Monday through Friday work or my sushi chef job <laughs> on the weekends. Uh, it's kind of like a subset side hustle of my, my side hustle kind of thing. But at the end of the day, yeah, I just want cool vintage inspired goods that are built to last, are comfortable and are extremely affordable with a cool message like Kaizen focused on your mindset. Um, I always envied those clothing brands, which are vintage inspired. Uh, you see the Metallica tees and stuff like that. And if you're not into Metallica, you kind of feel like a poser for wearing it. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> I wish I could, I could wear those tees and look cool. And, you know, for all those that aren't into the, the band tees, you can now. Kaizen Cowboy has that same style, that look, that feel, except it's more business professional centered. So hopefully we can get that launched soon here. I love it. I love it. Make sure to give him a follow. Um, we've got kind of all over the map from, from sales to sushi, to Kaizen, to everything else. Um, was there anything else, was, any other tips or thoughts that you had, um, you know, before we, we uh, close up in the next few minutes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, again, just circling back to anyone from the restaurant industry that is looking to make that, that jump, that bridge to sales, I know that I personally at the sushi bar have people asking me all the time, uh, whether it's a chef, a server, a host that's been there for about 10 years at the restaurant saying like, man, I don't know how to do this. Like, how, how did you even make that jump? I, ha I have no sales experience. And I always argue, yes, you absolutely do. I think you're probably not seeing that. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot, of a lot of alignment within the sales process from the restaurant. 
Uh, for example, you know, in my, my experience as a sushi chef, there's always a stream of problems that come up, whether it's bad fish coming in from Japan, a key member of the staff calling out, or you slice your, fring, your finger open minutes before opening, which does happen and I always get embarrassed. But look at the alignment with the sales process, right? You spend a lot of time preparing for a 30 minute Zoom interview and there's still a stream of issues that can come up, right? Bad internet connection, you spill coffee on your keyboard minutes before you <laughs> sort of log on or meetings canceled. I think at the core of both of those situations is are you mastering that adversity? And as long as you master the adversity in both channels, I think you will do relatively decent in sales and it'll be easy to bridge it once you kind of think in those terms. It's just about mastering that adversity versus having the literal sales experience. I think you'll start to pick up on that as you go, especially if you listen to podcasts such as the Millennial Sales Podcast. Woo! <laughs> hey, I got to get you on the marketing team here, man. <laughs> right. this thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that was just my any thoughts there. Um, but yeah, so ha ha again, happy to kind of share my thoughts here. Honored that I would even be nominated to come on the show. And outside of this show, I will continue to be an avid listener. I really love what you got going, Tom. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Uh, last question for you um, before, and then we'll, we'll kind of re-say where folks can connect with you. Um, any other books? I'm a big book guy. Any other books that you give to people, you reread, that's changed your life, that's had a major impact on you? Anything like that that comes to mind? Right. So, there, you know, there's a lot of classics out there that I think are, are repeated. And it's funny because I do have a book club that I'm in with about three other guys and we just try and add new books here and there. But uh, I think the one that I'm on right now that I really like that's not as sales related, but is still relevant in the world is Competing in the Age of AI. That's the name of the book. I'll have to double check on the author, but it's really just basically about how you set yourself up to basically compete against all of these developing technologies. Where do you fit in in the sales process? Where do you fit in in life when so much of what we're going to be doing is automated? Uh, I think it's really important to start playing with that question in your head. And this book really kind of uh, develops that, that question in your head. And it's good. You know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of automation that replaces our jobs. So I think it's up to us to really start planning, thinking about that question rather than just arriving at that date and being like, oh shoot, it, it really did happen. What, what do I do now kind of thing? So I, yeah. I just am afraid of being in that situation, which has propelled me to read this book. But yeah, that's one book that I really do like. Uh, but there's, there's tons, you know, so. Nice. I, I have not heard of that one, so I'll have to check that one out. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. Um, well, Spencer, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, this is great. I think people are going to get, get a lot of value. And, and if they do, and they want to connect with you, uh, maybe just one more time, obviously the Instagram handle, but if there's anywhere else that folks can reach out to you, LinkedIn or email or anywhere else. Right. Yeah. So LinkedIn is just my first and last name, Spencer Galindo, last name Galindo, G-A-L-I-N-D-O. But mostly Kaizen Cowboy on Instagram. That's where the cooler stuff is. Uh, <laughs> my less professional side, that's Kaizen Cowboy, one word, K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-O-W-B-O-Y, at Kaizen Cowboy. Uh, again, the, co the cooler stuff, uh, in case you're not always into the LinkedIn professional side of things, we could flip there and have a conversation. Awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on, Spencer.
Yeah, you got it, Tom. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for checking out that episode. Um, Happy April. Happy Q2 to everyone out there that's getting after it. Uh, Again, this podcast was brought to you by gong.io and postal.io. So great way to support me is to support our sponsors. Again, if you leave a review on Apple, I will send you a free Starbucks gift card uh, courtesy of Postal. So uh, shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to the guests today. Enjoy your day. Let's get after it. See you next time. Peace.